Nothing says Mexico like those Day of the Dead style skeletons, except maybe stereotypical sombreros and tacos. But still, those iconic skeletons. Well, there's an artist who made them what they are today, and his work is on display at the Hyde Collection in Glens Falls. Even Frida Kahlo and Diego Rivera looked up to Jose Posada. That's today's story of the day. Story of the Day is supported by Kenny Drugs, employee-owned and locally committed since 1903. KennyDrugs.com Hey, I'm David Summerstein. It's Thursday, July 21st. First up, coronavirus cases are on the rise in the North Country and around New York State. Governor Kathy Hochul held a coronavirus briefing yesterday, the first one in weeks. Hochul said despite the uptick in cases, as of now, she isn't planning on setting statewide mask mandates in places like schools. We don't currently, based on today's numbers, anticipate the need for masks in classrooms, but I'm going to reserve the right to uh, return to this policy. Hochul was joined yesterday by White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator Ashish Jha, who said getting vaccinated and boosted is still the best defense against contracting a serious case of COVID. If you are over 50 years of, of age... And if you've not gotten a COVID shot this year, if you've not gotten a vaccine this year in the year 2022, you need to go out and get one now. The statewide average positive test rate right now is 9.5 percent, slightly higher than the North Country's positive test rate, which is around 9 percent. North Country Congresswoman Elise Stefanik crossed the aisle this week to vote with Democrats to protect same-sex marriage. The bill was written in response to the end of Roe v. Wade, which had protected a woman's right to an abortion for more than 50 years. When the Supreme Court overturned that ruling, many worried they could do the same to gay or interracial marriage. As Zach Hirsch reports, Stefanik broke ranks with other top Republicans on her vote this week. Stefanik is the GOP House Conference Chair. That's the number three position in the House Republican Party leadership, a role she earned by attacking Democrats and staying loyal to Donald Trump. When the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade last month, Stefanik praised the decision, even though she previously said Roe is settled law and an important precedent. But on Tuesday, she broke ranks with her fellow party leaders, voting with Democrats to codify same-sex and interracial marriage into federal law. This is not a new policy position for Stefanik. She's expressed support for the gay rights movement in the past. But the vote is significant. Big bipartisan votes in Congress are increasingly rare. And just 10 years ago, the Republican Party platform was fully against gay marriage. Stefanik's support also highlights how her rhetoric doesn't always match up with her votes. In 2019, she fiercely defended Trump during the first impeachment hearings, earning lots of praise from the former president. At the same time, she was rated the 13th most bipartisan member of Congress for her votes that year, suggesting the rhetoric might be more political strategy than a reflection of her beliefs. The House vote this week on marriage equality was also political strategy by Democrats, at least in part. As The Washington Post points out, the legislation forced all members of Congress to go on the record, staking out a position on a major cultural issue in an election year. According to The Post, Republican leaders did not pressure those who wanted to vote with Democrats on this one. At a press conference before the vote Tuesday, the number two House Republican, Steve Scalise, appeared to hint at that. Oh, I don't. Every member, obviously, is going to have to make their own vote on that. Stefanik was standing next to Scalise when he made that statement. 
Scalise and the number one House Republican, Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, were among the 157 Republicans who voted against the legislation. All Democrats voted for the Respect Marriage Act. Stefanik joined 46 of her fellow Republicans in voting in favor of the bill. Now it heads to the Senate. Zach Hirsch, North Country Public Radio. Let's get right to the work of Jose Posada at the Hyde in Glens Falls. He popularized the use of skeletons in Mexican folk art. Monica Sandrasky has our story. Jose Guadalupe Posada's skeletons, or calaveras, are repurposed all the time in pop culture. They're super fun. You can find candy or stickers. Disney Pixar's kids' movie Coco explores a whole world of calaveras when a young Mexican boy meets his dead ancestors on the Day of the Dead. Well, what are you doing? I'm walking like a skeleton, blending in. No, skeletons don't walk like that. It's how you walk. No, I don't. You might even spot one of these skeletons at the grocery store. I don't know if you've ever shopped at uh, Trader Joe's, but there's a Trader Joe's hot sauce, and it's got a calavera. Jim Nikas is the head of the Posada Foundation in San Francisco, which is lending Posada's prints to the Hyde Collection. Jose Posada tapped into Mexico's folk art tradition of using skeletons, which dates all the way back to the Aztecs. He grew up very poor and worked at a small printing press. Posada's lithographic work was ubiquitous, telling the stories of everyday Mexicans in any print media he could. Wedding announcements, cigar papers, paperback books, and penny presses. And he's considered the printmaker of the people. The artist Diego Rivera said he captured the spirit of common Mexicans, illustrating daily life using the calaveras, skeletons bullfighting, cleaning streets, riding bicycles and horses, and playing guitars. When you add enough humor, if you look at what these calaveras are doing, it kind of makes you chuckle a little bit. And and again, that becomes disarming and allows the message to, to percolate through. That message became Posada's frustration with the threats against Mexican workers under the corruption of the oligarchical president, Diaz. He drew skeleton assassins, political cartoons, and caricatures leading up to Diaz's overthrow in the bloody Mexican Revolution of 1910. After Posada died just three years later, the idea of him as a revolutionary started to grow in the Mexican consciousness. And so there's this evolution and uh, one of the one of the key elements here is Leopoldo Mendez. In the early 1950s, he did this fabulous illustration of Posada in his workshop, and he sticks in the image uh, Ricardo Flores Magón, who was really an anarchist. And in the distance, there's the Rurales, the law enforcement arm of Diaz, are chopping people up with their sabers in the street and Posada's looking at it and all these guys in the print shop are looking at Posada just waiting to sort of see what he's going to create. But this puts Posada in relationship with this very revolutionary element. Posada's work was repurposed in the Cuban Revolution under Che Guevara and Fidel Castro in the 1950s. Besides illustrating revolution, Posada's work was also valuable for its artistry. He's been called a prophet of modern Mexican art, though he never gained much name recognition. 
Frida Kahlo said in 1931 that she tacked up his artwork when she traveled because his illustrations helped her maintain her sanity. Jim Nika says in the gallery at the Hyde Collection, there's a Frida Kahlo and a Posada hung next to each other. In the collection, there are some. there is an image that I think it's very uh, much influenced by Posada. It's Kahlo's illustration of the suicide of New York socialite Dorothy Hale, who threw herself off of a building. If you look at that and you look at a suicide image by Posada of a woman who threw herself off the Iglesias Metropoliana. It looks almost the same. I dare anybody to say it doesn't. So we put them together in the exhibition. Nika says Posada put life into these skeletons and made them the ubiquitous part of Mexican culture they are today. It's a universal image. We all have a calavera inside of us. So that skeleton, once you take off all the clothes, could be anyone. Uh, It can communicate anything. It just depends on what the words are that go with it. You can check out the Posada exhibit at the Hyde Collection through September 18th. Monica Sandresky, North Country Public Radio. You can see the work of Jose Posada on our website, ncpr.org. We have more news there all the time. Of course, ncpr.org. Music today by I Am Snow Angel of Lake Placid and Martha Gallagher of Keene. I'm David Summerstein, North Country Public Radio.